Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello and welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hobo. Live from Radio Row, site of Super Bowl 56 here in downtown L.A. And an early candidate for Tweet of the Night comes to us from Trent, who says, Thanks, guys, because now I have my nine-year-old son listening to the show with me every night. Every time he hears your names, he says, Hobo. I just can picture well, a guy driving in a car with his kid, and then, yeah, it's the Jason Smithson with Mike Harmon. This kid goes, hobo. That's pretty good. The Pavlovian response. <laughs> Harmon. Hobo. Hobo. I mean, the H's hobo. work. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, hobo. Timmy, can you give me a word that starts with H? Hobo. Very good. Where did you learn that word? Harmon. Harmon. Jason hobo. Smith with Mike Harmon. Hobo. Hobo. 
It's automatically it's that response that happens right there. Oh, there it is. Oh, man. Haven't had the gong in a little while. Live on Radio Row. It's so exciting. Uh, congratulations to Aaron Rodgers. We talked about him a few minutes ago. He is your 2021 MVP again. You, uh, Aaron Rodgers. We will have more on that story coming up mid-NFL Honors Night. We know who's in the Hall of Fame. Rodgers is your MVP. Uh, today, also, the NBA trade deadline and... Today was a day where all the big drama was finally taken care of, where teams called each other and says, listen, we got a problem with a big player. Other teams said, oh, we have a problem with a big player. Hey, how about we trade our big problem for your big problem? Okay, we'll throw some draft picks in. Yes, great, done. Let Put the paperwork in. It's going to work. <laughs> the devil you know uh, and the devil you don't. <laughs> look, my bold prediction that the Nets' big three wouldn't play more than 50 games together. This is when they got Harden. I look like the smartest guy in the world. So while I'm the smartest guy in the world, I'm going to tell you something else. James Harden, who's traded to the Sixers today, his preferred destination, Ben Simmons, is now a net. This can work for this year. Okay? As I've told you, James Harden is a rapidly deteriorating player. He is going to slowly fade away as a star. He is on a three-year downturn in every offensive category. Less shots, shooting percentages down, less threes, less everything. All right, now, he remade his career midway through, and I, I, I didn't think he could do it, and I'm really proud of him for that because he became such a great all-around player, not just a scorer. He became a point guard leading the league in assists, and he was just the next-level weapon. But now Harden is someone who's 32, and he's got trouble staying healthy, and he has now found a way out of the last two organizations he has been with, blowtorching them on the way out. Things so bad in Houston, wasn't coming to practice on time, wasn't paying attention in film, wasn't coming to film review. Things got so bad in Brooklyn after a year. I got I to gotta get out. I got to get out. Things are so bad. And you know what? My hamstring hurts. Oh, well, now, now he's fine. He's traded. His hamstring is no, fine. Miraculously, it. his hamstring will be fine. But it can work for this year because the Sixers have gone. He's already exercised his his, his uh, demons. No, well, no, he's already exercised his contract option for next year, forty-seven million, because he knows nobody else is going to pay him, right? Well, and not he wa- to that level. He no, wants, he, and he wants to make sure. sure that I'm getting that money. So when I piss them off next year, because I'm just going to be unhappy because it's who I am, I'm going to get paid that money. This is the year, and this is why I don't mind what the Sixers did. I don't mind because it's anybody's game in the East. Right? Even though the Bucks are the defending champions, clearly the East is wide open. If this was the Western Conference, I would say, ooh, I don't know, man. You got Golden State. You have Phoenix. This is going to be really difficult. But the East is anybody's game. And once you get to the finals, you don't know what kind of matchups you're going to be able to exploit. You don't know what the health of the other team is going to be. So, yeah, I don't mind they did that because suddenly Harden and Embiid can work. But it has to be a short period of time. Because now, as you see, as time goes on, James Harden has less and less tolerance for being able to put up with a situation where maybe he's not allowed to do whatever the hell he wants to. So for a short term, I like James Harden. He can be motivated for the last 25 games and maybe he gets into the playoffs and he's still fresh and he stays healthy and he is able to put up numbers and lead the Sixers to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe the NBA Finals. That's why I like this move. Now next year, it's going to be bad and, and, and it's going to be difficult because eventually Joel Embiid is going to get pissed with what he does. He's going to be unhappy. This is who James Harden is, right? He's not going to suddenly, oh, things are great now. This is the greatest life in the world. The Rockets allowed him to do whatever he wanted to do. Can't stand it. I got to get out. He goes to the Nets, his preferred destination. This is where I want to be. 
and a year later, I have to get out. I have to get out. I can't stay here. I mean, that's just that's just how it's going to go for him. This is the year. That's why going for it this year, great. This is why you got James Harden. That's great because it could be that year. Next year's going to be terrible. So it's it's a it's one of those front loaded deals where you get everything now and you got to pay at the end. It's all hey, there's no money down for this car, but your payments are going to be really big later on. Well, it's something that everybody should read the fine print when you know you have an arm loan and five years later the interest rate goes up. You got to read between the the lines. You got to read the fine print. You can't suddenly blame someone else because you signed a bad deal. I'm sorry. Did I just get preachy? Yeah, I you did. did. The arm, and, ex- and except the arm comes comes uh, due next season. Right, but the point <laughs> is, both for he and MB, they're up after next year, right? And this was a trade as much to placate Joel Embiid and give him a shot this year because right. Going back to the, would you rather have what John Wall could be or what Russell Westbrook is? And obviously that trade didn't get uh, come to fruition earlier today. But for the Sixers with Joel Embiid, you had a guy that wasn't showing up, right? Ben Simmons is out. And whatever you think about portions of his game, and there's all the memes about comps when it came to shooting percentages and certainly, you know, the LOL under the three-point shooting categories. A bit cruel, but not entirely wrong. But for Joel Embiid, as he gets closer to the next contract, and he's been pretty vocal about it, going, we need guys that want to be here. We've got something that we could potentially work. Now, the Heat have been good. The Bulls have been streaky. Can they get healthy and stay healthy uh, down the stretch? But you have the Sixers, 10 games over 500, and you bring in another guy to play. Harden's going to be motivated. Why? Because he wants another deal. He likes that $47 million next year. But you know what he'd like even more? Another four-year, $170 million deal from the Sixers or somebody else, which means he's going to stay motivated. He can get through a season and a half, perhaps. Mm, I don't know about that. He could. I, I don't. He couldn't get. He couldn't get through one. Season. No, no, no. But here's the thing, right? Is you, you go through this squad, and you got all these injuries and the wear and tear. And look, his shooting percentage was better last year. Once he joined the Nets, was um, about six percent higher than it was in his disinterested phase of rocketdom. But now you go through. You've got the rest of this year, and. With Joel Embiid, you know, there's there's a destination. Now, one would think you'd extend Joel Embiid where he's not a lame duck. But for James Harden, those dollars aren't showing up. And he wants to continue playing basketball and going back to your do they care, do they not? Well, I know everybody likes to potentially make another 35 to $40 million. That's always going to be good. And rolling the dice after steam and rolling your way out of Houston and then out of Brooklyn – Third time's the charm. I don't know what okay. fool, fool me the third okay. time is. No, but it, but in the in the moment, just saying it's obvious this is going to blow up again, and it may. This might just be who he is at this point. It is because it's a, you are whatever but your the, actions are. But Houston are, was a disaster. No, right. but, the, but the point is. You, you go through a, a number of relationships doesn't mean you're always a disaster. But now I go to my preferred destination. I knew KD was there. I knew Kyrie was there. Sure. It's where I wanted to go. I got and there. And then Kyrie now wasn't there. No, now I'm out. But wouldn't you get pissed? Now I'm out. You were sold to Billy Good, too. Now I'm out. Now I'm out. He, he, and the other part of this is he hasn't been healthy. 
Right, James Harden is not one of those guys that's going to suddenly, hey, as he gets older, you leave his Ben hey, Roethlisberger listen, listen, comparisons out of this. You talk about, forget about his motivation for a second. All right, because this is this is going to be off. Look, it's going to be a, a horrible drama for the Sixers next year. But we'll worry about that next year when it happens. And I can say I told you so. But for now, front loaded, great. But the other At part some point, of it is you do have to promote something positively. Yeah, you are such a negative person. You project so much hate why on do these I, people. Why? This is going to blow up. It's going to everything is. There's never a positive. I'm this so, guy's going to hit what a do you high mean, there's point. There's never you a positive. Always, it's always I hear the. Oh, did I say no, I no, like? No. Did I? It's my first Mac thing Jones was sucks. I like the deal. This guy's going to burn. Mac, Mac Jones this is, is going to be terrible. Mac Jones this is not good. How about you, you say good. something positive? I've said the this first thing I work. said was I like the deal for this. That's the first thing I said was I like it for this yeah. year. Maybe he's motivated. But immediately, you got because, seven positive Because words. we're talking about a player who has but, found his so way let, out of so two So let's teams talk about it right now. torched both teams. This year doesn't matter you right now. You want to talk about it right now? He can't stay on the court. He's going to be retired by the time he's 35. How about that? That's still three years down can't the line. Can't stay on the court. That's the other, that's the other the issue with Harden. Is is you is can't you stay on the court. for this year because you and have a and shot. And he's not going and to stay healthy. because you an asset that did you no good sitting around playing and pickup games on I the site. And I said I liked it for this year. First thing yeah, I said was that, I liked no, no, it for no, this no, year. But you didn't even pause and go, all right, and here's how it goes. No, I like it you for this started year. It. You took out a flamethrower like you were Leo immediately. Like I was Leo. Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio, the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. Ah! I'm sitting there thinking of Titanic. What's Leo's got a flame? Yeah, he burned down Titanic. the Titanic. <laughs> Wait, did he have a flamethrower in Wolf of Wall Street? Was that, did they have one scene with him with a flamethrower? Well, there's I there's think a lot of other stuff. One. I don't think yeah. there was a flamethrower. The car, the whole car scene, man. I mean, yeah. Okay. But look, but that's that's the deal <laughs> the with Harden. Bear. Harden. I mean, all of those things. Harden is not a guy that gives you the warm fuzzies that you could say, hey, I'm, I'm Harden's blowtorched two teams now. Sure. Blowtorched his way through. And I keep saying blowtorch, but that's what he's done. So a guy who has cut a wide swath of negativity himself, sure. this is kind of who he is. But I did say, I like it for the next year is going to be bad. And when you're worried about his health, is he really going to be playing in three years when he's 35? He's not a guy that's suddenly going to be, hey, I'm discovering. Oh, he's going to be a gym rat. I, I'm going to start working out. All the, Look at this now. I'm working out. I, Alex Guerrero's around. I got JH13 Well, you um, saw the material jokes in the fat suit again the last couple of days. I mean, by, and, and it's like, aha, I got traded. He's going he's gonna to be one of those guys who's 35 and his body is going to feel like it's 50. And he's going to be out of the league. I mean, you got to get right now. For right now, these next few months, I like it. I told you that. I like it. And we'll see. Even even then, the thing that has helped him here is I don't think he's going to be tripping over his tongue necessarily like he had to do for all those years where he's playing 47 minutes a night. What you're hoping for the Sixers is that he's healthy enough. He plays motivated enough, and by the time he gets tired in the fourth quarter and can't make plays, you're in the finals. <laughs> you know, but that's you got to hope for by the time because yeah, sure. that's what I, every, every game Harden plays great. At the end of the game, he's tired, and then they don't win, and it's what happened to James Harden. At least now it's hey, maybe Joel Embiid can do it at the end but, of Harden. But you games. know, but you know that that's the thing you got a triple underscore there is at the end if it does blow up. There's nobody better to put a microphone in front of than Joel Embiid. Because <laughs> if this goes south, you think he's going to hold his tongue? Oh. Other guys might do their sniping a little bit on Instagram and, and all their burner accounts. Hi, Kevin. Uh, and everybody else. But uh, Joel Embiid will tell you exactly what he thinks of you. <laughs> so, good theater for us. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tyshirt, what happened to Halsey and Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah, I looked up. I didn't like any of the music. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that's the concert going on uh, right next door at Crypto. And then there's some other concert going on right near where we are here, uh, Radio Row, Super Bowl 56. A lot of sad music being played. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was it was like dance hall and rowdy for a bit. I don't know what's and happening. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, we're going to take it down yeah, a notch. Yeah. But then you got to bring it back up. You can't yeah. ring it like it. Running it, you're trying to get people to leave. No, the no, building? no, no. You're John Cusack in, in High Fidelity. You don't want to burn. You come up with a second song that's better than the first, but then you got to kick it back. You don't want to burn it up too much. Uh, yeah, some kind of. But they be, get, now they're burning it down. Yeah, behind behind the curtain past us, there is some kind <laughs> of dance party going on that the song music just got really low. Maybe they just found out the Lakers didn't make any trades today. Maybe that's wow. What it that'll was. do it. Well, I mean, that's going to be Halsey's entire act tonight. <laughs> I'm sad. Joining us now on the hotline, a man who was once a roadie for Halsey. And dated Megan Fox. Whoa! L.A. Times, NBA insider extraordinaire. You can follow him on Twitter, at Dan Wojcicki Sports. It's at Dan Wojcicki Sports. The aforementioned Dan Wojcicki. D-Dub, what's up, buddy? Uh, you guys are right, probably, about Halsey's depressing uh, Lakers, no Lakers trade. She is a massive Lakers fan. I don't know if you guys know this. I, well, that, that was the joke. Was I right about you dating Megan Fox? That no. Uh, yes, that's not. There's nothing funny about that too. Well, that's all. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> right? I like that I, I, I come in just step all over your punchlines. No, it's okay. all good. I got. I got. I got to be honest, guys. Long day today. Well, as soon as they didn't let day. you use the how, gift wait, wait, you wanted wait, wait. with your article how, yesterday. How did you have a long day today? The Lakers did nothing but wave the white flag okay. and say, "There's nothing all we right. can do to make this season better." How was it a long day for you? Okay, so so Jason, um, I was in Portland last night. For a just a wonderful basketball game. I'm oh, sorry wow. about that. Hey, congratulations on seeing the worst Laker loss in franchise history. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but I've enjoyed the hell out of a lot of your post game questions, Dan. It's like that's our guy. Much. Get after it. It, it has <laughs> been a um, it's been a real roller coaster. So, so I'm in Portland last night. Um, we get word that we'll probably talk to Rob Palinka today. Well, so the issue is is that like I'm going to be in, in the air um, when Rob Palinka is going to talk, and I can't miss that, right? So I had to take a 6 a.m. flight out of Portland, which meant like a 4 a.m. wake-up call and then like kind of on the phones all day because, look, guys, um, the Lakers didn't do anything, but it wasn't necessarily for like a lack of effort. And it also wasn't sort of um, – I mean, it was just kind of a rude awakening. Or, I mean, I guess they probably knew. 
I thought when we did that aforementioned Rob Palenka uh, press conference that we had a chance to talk to, I mean, he basically said, like, you can't make teams give you better players. <laughs> you can't. You know, well, there's only one way. You can give them stuff. And the Lakers are, um, they, they, they don't really have any stuff. Yeah, but but here's the thing. It's, it's last night LeBron James said after the game, I just mm-hmm. want to go to bed and wake up tomorrow and see what tomorrow well, brings. He, like he, get some he was expecting today to be Lakers Christmas, and he woke up and there was nothing under the tree. It's like there were no presents. No, they knows. were all gone. I'm comfortable in saying that, that he knows their roster limitations, and I am comfortable kind of knowing that, um, you know, that, that – Look, right, like, LeBron can say things in press conferences like he doesn't like to play fantasy basketball and stuff like that, but, that, but that's not true. I mean, he had a huge hand in putting together this team. Um, you know, he, Anthony Davis, their good friend Jared Dudley, um, big parts of how this roster was constructed this summer. Rob Blink has been open about that. He's been open about how, um, you know, collaborative is his word, but, you know, I think um, amendable is another one. And, uh, look, I, I don't know – I think LeBron, if anything, is like he's he's a realist, and um, just because look, he is tired. We're all tired, honestly. You, this basketball team is exhausting. <laughs> it's an exhausting basketball team. Like I, I'm like I'll be a thousand percent honest, right? Like um, I said this earlier today. Uh, <clears throat> There's a different Fox Sports radio show, so I can I can run it back. Um, I can do this. This, uh, this is. This is in syndication now. No it's one shows like, exists like, besides this one. No one shows exists. That's fine. I'll tell you what. I'll Who do what, I guys. need to take down? No other show that I enjoy as much exists as this one. I will tell you that. And that is honest. I, I believe. appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I'm going to get myself out of this really fast. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love easy, it. Peasy. Love you guys. You're the best. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Mark. Mark, Jim, two of my favorite hosts. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, no, it's like it's like that household project that you like you just stare at, and you you know you you, you know what you need to do, but you can't do it. You're just not like whatever it is. Like you can't figure it out how to get this like drawer shut. And um, that's like the Lakers, right? Like they have they have had the same problems basically since like week two of the season. And they've tried to address them. They've, I mean, they've played virtually every lineup combination they've had. I think Frank Vogel has started 28 different starting lineups or something like that. Maybe it's 27. Um, it's a monster number. Uh, you know, they've added players when they could have had players. They've, you know, they've moved, they've started guys, they've benched guys, they've, you know, done it. They, they've really tried to, to solve this from every possible angle. And, like they just keep coming to the same, the same impasse. They just they keep getting stuck at the the, the video game boss, you know, and not even at the other level. Like in the middle, they just can't figure it out. And when you just keep running into that wall like that over and over and over again, it's taxing. And I know as a reporter who's like part of my part of my daily routine is trying to figure out like what the hell is going on with this basketball team. It is taxing. Um, I am tired. I am grumpy. My family doesn't like being around me. Well, that I mean, that was mostly true before. But, like, they really don't like me. I've got a nasty disposition. And it's mostly because I watch this basketball team do the same things over and over again, and they can't stop doing them, even though they know that because they're doing them, they're not going to be any good. 
again, the other part that goes no, wait, with no, that. No, wait, so what, what, he's, what you're telling me is, I think what reading between the lines is, you're the Russell Westbrook of the L.A. Times, and the L.A. For Times sure. tried to trade you by the deadline here. Me, I heard the They're New York Times was interested. I heard the Palm Beach Post, uh, the Detroit Ooh. News, Detroit Free Press. But uh, yeah. they couldn't They couldn't come up with a deal. You make too much money. Your attitude is bad. You can't adjust. You know, the, the, you, you were a guy that for the last dozen years you, you, given you, free You were rain. on the right track till too much money. <laughs> <laughs> your argument all fell apart right there. No, but Dan, here it is. You, you talk about disposition and the Guys, I had a Lunchable for dinner tonight, okay? So be nice, all right? Hey, Cheers. I love Lunchables, man. When you get the, the Oreo cookies in the side as a, as a little treat, oh, Lunchables are the best. They're too but, cold. The uh, cookies are too cold. Oh, wow. wow. Got to find balance. See, that's what I mean but, by, but you uh, talk, see, that's grumpy. That's what it means, grumpy. No, but Cookies that's, are too that's the thing. There's a little one I, I, I got to say. We got to send you a bottle or something at this point. Cookies are too cold. The Kendrick Nunn is too injured. It just is all the same. Sorry, go ahead. But it all comes together, though, Dan, is that I, I wanted to – you're now a Laker legend because I think they've finally broken both Magic Johnson and James Worthy. Yeah. I almost cried uh-huh. listening yeah. to James Worthy last night. That was about as sad as and uh, desperate a situation of a minute 39 you're ever going to hear. So very rarely. I, okay, so very rarely does like what the guys, and, and they're all terrific guys, all the people over at Spectrum, um, you know, here in L.A. Like we, we, we're working. You know, post game, so we don't really see or hear a lot of that. I, I can tell you that that was played out loud on video while we were waiting to talk to players <laughs> in the post game yesterday. That we all got a good listen to James, uh, just sort of hit rock bottom on air. And um, no, I mean, and that's like this. This team is this team is taxing because on one hand you have you know like. By the letter of sort of the law, you have four top 75 players. You have a guy in Dwight Howard who should have been on that list. You have a lot of talent. Um, you have LeBron James who's playing great, um, you know, offensively especially. He's playing just terrific. Um, Anthony Davis is, is kind of – he's been – you know, last night was a real clunker. But, like, before that it kind of hit, hit, hit in stride. And, like, none of it matters. It just – like, it doesn't matter. We, I mean, we can talk about, you, you know, like they got – they have an undrafted rookie who's played good minutes for them. They signed Carmelo Anthony, Knicks legend, uh, you know, and he's been terrific. Like, you can talk all this about, oh, they should have gotten Buddy Heald. They should have whatever. Like, Melo and Malik Monk have, like, been Buddy Heald plus, right? Like, they've given them that, you know, that type of production. And uh, it doesn't matter because they're totally handcuffed. Um, you know, they, they were already pretty handcuffed after the Anthony Davis trade. They were a little more handcuffed after they like kind of forfeited a bunch of assets to get Dennis Schroeder, and now like after they traded Westbrook, it's like now they're really handcuffed, right? Like they just don't have options, and um, it is like watching a team with super high expectations and super low flexibility is, like I said, it, it, it just it melts your mind on a very regular basis. Yeah, but Dan, they they could have they could have gotten out from under Russell Westbrook, right? I look at it this way: uh, if sure. something is not working, 
I know A isn't working. B, I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try it. Like in the movies. But don't you have to fix it, it, look, it, though? But here's the thing. In the movies, when the heroes are trapped in space, they go, well, we can't go back to that planet because we'll die. Let's try to go to another planet. Will we live? I don't sure. know, but we're not going to die. I, I know Russell Westbrook's not working. They could have done the Russell Westbrook, John Wall swap, first round pick involved, and maybe John Wall works. Maybe he doesn't, but I know the Westbrook thing isn't working. And in, in, a, in a vacuum, I understand not making the moves because, hey, if this is not your year, I get it. But when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you are in a, always in a win-now mode, totally. especially with LeBron's I, prime, not only probably going to be another year and a half. Okay, so do you know how, like, matches made your head explode? Like, this is every day. Uh, like you're, 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 you're not wrong. I mean, like, like Jason, I, I, I think like the, the spot where you are wrong is that like trading Russell Westbrook for John Wall, like only solves the Russell Westbrook isn't helping your team problem. Right. Well, I solve one and, problem and right there. I solved that's the one problem. I mean, I mean like, like, and that's, that's even, that's assuming that John Wall, right. Who has played, I don't know, 50 games in the last like four seasons is, like, gonna help your team, okay? Um, so, like, let's even assume that that is all true. This team still, still is a boat that is leaking from all angles. And, like, you know, to be to, to be a good enough offense, they will have to play lousy defensive players. And to be a good enough defense, they will have to play lousy offensive players. And this is just sort of the, the curse of their roster, is that you can plug one hole and then water starts pouring in from somewhere else. And then you do something. This, I mean, this is why. This is Frank Vogel's frustration. This is, what, this is why um, Avery Bradley plays so much. Um, like, this is why they flirted with Dwight Howard and then pulled back and then gone back in. Um, it's, it's because if it isn't one thing, it's something else. And it, it all, in my, in my point, like, this is, this, <clears throat> excuse me, the big problem isn't necessarily Russell Westbrook or John Wall, for that matter, is that when you have a guy who, who you've traded everything for and he makes $43 million, um, you have no flexibility to fix it any other way. Like, you had to go bargain hunt at every other turn. There are two big signings. Boy, this is – I hope Rob Lincoln doesn't hear any of this. He'll be mad. Um, there, are two big, there, 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 there are two big signings in free agency, right, were Talon Horton Tucker, a re-sign, and and I almost said Alex Crusoe. God, that would have been a good idea. Taylor Horton, even though he's been hurt, Taylor Horton Tucker resigns, um, and then Kendrick Dunn. Um, they have no other contracts on their team, zero, that it, that are either not a minimum deal or a maximum deal, right? Like they have nothing. There is no middle class there. It is like Dubai. Um, like it is either like the wealthiest people or people who have like you, you know who don't have anything. That is that their roster makeup is like that. So like they can't make trades. They can't do anything. If they get John Wall in the summer, like they have John Wall, that problem still exists as they go into the off season. Um, like they're still capped out next season. Um, they, they still don't have the the requisite sort of flexibility to make anything move. And now they've disrupted. If if they have two percent of continuity, now they've disrupted that too. It, it, it is like this just sort of hellscape of decision making that they are stuck in. Where it, to do one thing, you like you end up sh- shooting yourself in the foot. And if you don't, if you don't do something, you shoot yourself in the other foot. It is like totally why they are in the position they're in, and, and, and really, they're, I, in my opinion, like their only hope and prayer 
and it is a long shot, is that, you know, those three players stay healthy for the rest of the year and they develop a little bit of continuity and then you go into the postseason with LeBron James on your team. And that has been a traditionally a good bet. And look, uh, and, and, and then you just see what happens because, uh, you know, trading Taylor Horton Tucker for Terrence Ross, giving up a 2027 first round break, which, by the way, you may, you, I mean, like, if you wanted to maximize again, to maximize this LeBron prime, you might need, you're going to need that 2027 pick in the summer because you have nothing else to trade. So it, it's like, I just think that they are, they are in a doomed position and ultimately, like, doing nothing, finally. It, it was like somebody like stepping back from the bar and saying, "All right, I've had enough." <laughs> like, but other, you know, well, it, it, two teams that had to do that today, though, Dan. To, to your point, Lakers mm-hmm. haven't done it. We saw Sad Rob Palenka, but now we got Ben Simmons for James Harden. Which yeah. team uh, just did something just to say they uh, well made made a, made a deal with the uh, devil they didn't know? I mean, look, I, I, I well. So I talked to I talked to a, an NBA uh, assistant coach today who who had some questions about the potential cardio of of the, the new Philadelphia Big Two, um, <laughs> like you know had 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 some treadmill worries, um, you, you know. But I think like and we'll see where Ben Simmons is at, um, and obviously like the the net situation with Kyrie is what it is. I think from a sheer like basketball standpoint, um, you know they add a, a, a terrific spot up shooter in Seth Curry. Um, Andre Drummond is what it is, but he's like a big guy. You don't have to play around with like, you know, Deron Sharp or Nicholas Claxton or, or, or whatever, kind of the ins and outs or Blake Griffin, the ins and outs they were doing at center. It's like, okay, you have like a big dude now. If that's what you want to go, you've got that guy. <clears throat> and, and you kind of solve some of your duplicity in the backcourt by like, you, you know, having a guy who can guard people. You know, both Kyrie Irving and James Harden can create their own shots. So can Kevin Durant. Like, it'd be nice to have someone who could like lock somebody up. And Ben Simmons can do that. Now, the offensive stuff and, you know, who knows where his headspace is at, like, those are huge questions, right? Um, but to me, it seemed like, it, you know, when pressed against the risk of, like, losing him for nothing this summer, it seemed like a reasonable thing to do. You get a couple of picks out of it. Again, picks that you can now use if you need to roll something forwards later to kind of up the, up the talent level around Kevin Durant. And, um, so I kind of I, I kind of liked it from both teams to be totally honest. And at the same time, like I don't know, you give Joel Embiid the best teammate he's ever had. You know, like I mean, for all of James Harden's faults, of which there are plenty, um, you know, he's the best player that Joel Embiid has ever played with, and Joel Embiid is maybe first or second in the MVP voting right now. He's on Twitter at Dan Wojcicki Sports. That is at Dan Wojcicki Sports. A man who'll be taking Rob Palinka's phone call in about eight seconds. Uh, Guys, that was uh, cathartic. That was cathartic. <laughs> I needed that. I'm glad we helped you. It's a, it's a big uh, verbal hug, buddy. Oh, Hang in oh, there. Man. He is the Russell Westbrook of the L.A. Times. Again, Dan Wojcicki on Twitter at Dan Wojcicki Sports. Dan, as always, buddy, appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, buddy. Great stuff from Dan Wojcicki. Got great. Bye, buddy. Got great. (laughs) Hope you find your dad. Bye, Mr. Norwalk. Who's more dejected, Dan Wojcicki or James Worthy? Eight seven seven ninety nine. I think Worthy was more dejected. 
Dan was a little more bitter and frustrated, just, I would say. He just yeah. sounds done yeah. with covering well, no, Worthy this iteration was, yeah. of this squad. Worthy's just like, you know, this is – I'm part of this legacy. Dan's like, I need a vacation. That, that's kind of what it is. Uh, right now, a guy who never takes vacation because he's with us every single night. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon live from downtown L.A., Radio Row, site of Super Bowl 56. (laughs) Breathing extremely heavy right now. Well, let me tell everybody what just happened. Yeah. Everything's fine. You know, except, yes, I am breathing late, right? Dune, Ty- Tyson, you're making me nervous. Dune, Stop playing that. Dune, you feel all right? Uh, so, Play coma. Well, here's the deal. Is Ryan Bershinger, our, our producer, says to us a few minutes ago, hey, when we hit the end after, after DeSager, go to the entrance. They're giving out free COVID tests to people who are leaving. You get, like, four free, free tests. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So... I get there, and, you know, I do the whole thing, like, you know, like they do in movies. Well, how long did it take us to get here? And I realized we got there to get the tests, and it, it was more than half the time it would take for us to get back. So when we got the test, they gave it to us. Coming back, I really had to walk fast. I mean, well, you're, you're talking like Christopher Walken. It wasn't. A, I'm, I'm, I'm captain <sighs> of the Millennium Falcon. It wasn't quite to the point where I had to run, but it was a really walking. It was fast, a good risk. Pace. Yeah, it was really walking fast. All the, all the ladies, uh, security guards, have been yeah. doing a great job taking yes, care of the yes. facilities and yes. checking in on everybody, yes. making sure our stuff's safe. Yeah. You know, they were worried about you. Yeah, no, I no, because I look, I, I I definitely was laboring at the end. I was Edwin Diaz in the ninth inning. I was like, okay. We came back into okay. So you, you have to go through the entire con- part of this convention center, right? Whatever, how big big this room is with all the radio setups and TV setups. You go through this corridor and down, and then you have to go down an escalator, down some stairs, all the way out the door, and then turn around and get back. We, like, we should have timed it. And then when we got back to the doors just ahead of the main room. Again, to get back to the stage, both both women kind of looked. Guys, uh, he's okay. <laughs> it was. And I said yeah. he's he'll be okay. We'll, we'll and now, make sure. And now that I'm back, just have the paddles ready. Yeah, I was I was I was feeling okay. I mean, real, that makes me think, boy, there's nothing here. If something happens, like we have, there's no. Oh no no no, yeah, they were ready. Here. They were. Oh, okay. there's no question about it. I don't know. There should be a, like I saw, a, a there panic was, alarm. There was a guy in a robe and a sickle that was following me. I, I didn't know if I was going to well, help I, me or not. He might be in your uh, subconscious <laughs> with you okay. all the time. Oh wait a minute, <laughs> I may be needed here. No no no, he got no. But does he okay. sound like Norm McDonald okay. or Adam yeah. Carolla? That's the question. It's like when Homer swallowed the big, the big uh, uh, stick of butter, and his heart goes boom, 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 boom. We'll have more on Aaron Rodgers being your second straight MVP uh, coming up in about ten minutes. But I hate to say I told you so. But when Kristaps Porzingis was upset with New York, they wanted to make him the king of the city, but he and his brother were so upset. We don't know where the direction of the team is going. We don't know if we want to be here. We want out. He got such bad advice. He goes to Dallas. Suddenly, I'm upset. I'm an afterthought with Luka Doncic. What did you think was going to happen? 
right? What did you think was going to happen? They were ready to make you the king of the number one media market in the country. You would have been an absolute superstar when clearly the image of you is greater than your impact on the court. The skills that he has, being able to run up and down the floor and hit threes and play, hey, that sounds great, but Porzingis has never been a next-level guy. And now he didn't like it in New York, and he got bad advice. I need out. He goes to Dallas. Now I got bad advice there. I'm not happy. Now good luck in Washington. Good luck with the Wizards trying to figure things out where now you're a salary dump and you're a guy that's included in deals. Just go back. I hate to say I told you so, but when you say you want out of New York, when they're red, doesn't matter. When they're ready to make you the franchise to build around you, this is what happens. No, chaos says listening to family advice, which, you know, you want to have your support, but you got to have someone who's the, the voice of reason. And that seemed to be missing. Even at the time, as we said it, we celebrated all of those songs that were written in his honor. And now he's a guy that can't stay on the court. And Luca's obviously one. He's not 1A. He's 2, 3, whatever it is, when he's actually on the court. Everything he's done, Porzingis did to himself. Now he's a wizard. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. More on the new NFL MVP next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.